have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast, and I'm excited today. Well, with it being March. Hello, March. Welcome. Yay, spring. Who's excited about spring? (laughs) I certainly am. Um, With spring on the horizon and with International Women's Day just around the corner, I thought a great theme for March would be to interview amazing women who are all into big transformations and talking about defying the odds and, you know, beating the societal norms and just really stepping up as a woman. And I couldn't think of a better guest to to knock us off in March than the beautiful Deirdre Slattery. Hi, girl. Hello. Hello. Thank you, Sabrina. I'm honored. Thank you. Absolutely. It's been, um, yeah, a great, uh, something to look forward to. We've been talking about this, so I'm really excited to, to be here today with you. I know. I'm excited to have you. So I'm going to quickly just read your bio so our guests are aware of the powerhouse badass we're talking to today, and then we'll dive right in. So Deirdre Slattery is a transformational health coach. A certified personal trainer. She is a first place, five time published fitness model. Mm -hmm. Yes, she is. She is a four time published author with her first solo book launching this year. Solo meaning she's leading a a co authored book. And she has a Bachelor of Kinesiology and Education. And she is an inspirational speaker and, of course, a mama. So, welcome again. And I'm just so happy to have you here because I heard you speak at a recent uh, event. Uh, It was called Boss Up Your Life. And you were exactly that. You were so inspirational. I think you had the entire crowd, which was like 65 or 70 women, on the edge of their seat because you are just like so magnetic to listen to. So I'm really excited to dive into this today. Yay. Well, thank you. Um, Well, I'm honored. Like, again, it was just, um, you know, just even reading my bio. So I'm kind of excited to dive in and talk about, you know, how those things have come about. And, um, and it's perfect timing with it being International Women's Month. I'm stoked. So yeah, I'm ready to, to fire away and share share what I can with everyone. Amazing. All right. Well, I wanted first for you to share a little bit of your story because I only learned this at, at that same um, seminar that I'm talking about, The Boss Up Your Life. And I was shocked at, you know, how long you stayed in a job that didn't set your soul on fire, you know, knowing you now, and we've only just met this year, knowing you or last year, knowing you now, like, I would have never thought you would be the woman who, you know, would feel bad about yourself or would have questions about your future. You just 
exude this like powerful magnetic like womanly energy so when i heard your story it it really hit me because I was like, oh, okay, yeah, she's human too. We're all human and we're all in this human experience together. So, you know, I, I just think it's so inspiring to share. It's not that misery loves company, but it's so powerful for other women who are maybe struggling with, you know, identity or, you know, seeing empowerment in their future, you know, it's nice to hear stories of triumph and stories of struggle because we are all in this together. And I think it gets us there a little bit easier <laughs> knowing that we have support and that we're not alone. Yes. So if you could just share your, your background a little bit, like yes. the Coles notes version, cause we only have you know 40 yes. minutes today. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll talk about my lifetime, but, um, just thanks for seeing that me. I think it's, um, something that we all have and possess in ourselves is to, to feel that enlightenment and that womanly power and to be connected. And, um, I think it's like any journey, there's usually not a perfect trajectory from, you know, the beginning of time to, you know, the end of your lifetime, that's all going to be shiny. And, um, in these, sort of euphoric moments. There's all the, the in-betweens. And I think where I am right now, what you're seeing is closer to, um, to who I truly am. And it's like reconnecting back in with that. Um, and I think we can, you know, lose sight of who we are and where we're going. And I believe like if I were to backtrack, um, you know, it's always an outgoing, you know, happy, you know, energetic soul and I was you know moving along and and it's, it was until I really got hit with you know am I really happy with my life and when you start feeling that maybe you're living your life a little bit too much on autopilot and not about what drives you and makes you truly happy um and that we're not alone that so many people go through that and like you know maybe I I think someone told me you had an early midlife crisis mm-hmm. I was in my 30s really wondering is this it is this really what I want to be doing but I felt stuck so I think it's recognizing and honing and 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 what was it that you were doing before so I had been in the same career I had finished school and I was probably really in a happy place and looking for the, you know, starting my career. And I took what was the next um, sort of logical step. And I accepted a teaching job back in my small town. But I probably already, even then, if I had to look back at the the signals and the red flags that I've learned to listen to more now, I wasn't really ready or settled to to move back home. I think I still wanted to explore and move, but I I thought I was doing the right thing. And I think um, that will come up more and more maybe as we talk. But when we think we're doing the right thing, if it's not aligning with what's best for you, that's where I think you're going to feel like you lose that, that glow and that, that shine about yourself because you're, you're, you're missing out on what really makes you happy. So I'd been teaching probably about 10 years. Everyone tells you you're supposed to do right. Instead of what your soul is telling you to do. Yes. And it wasn't like I was completely unhappy. There was parts that I loved, but I think I was always longing for something else and I wasn't completely satisfied. Um, I, I loved teaching and coaching, uh, but I was just locking myself in, I think, at an early age to, to you know, sort of that you're going to finish this out to, to retirement in your career and be in this same town for however long. And I knew that probably wouldn't satisfy me. But um, when the next steps and the next thing keep rolling, um, 
I found myself being my thirties and a, a single mom. And that's where I think I started feeling like I really need to be responsible and I need to make practical choices and I need to keep the security and job, um, security and you know the pension and the benefits and all those things that lock you in instead of exploring what else you are made of and what, what else do you really want to do with your life and that's me was toying with in my 30s and um yeah and I just kind of kept moving along and pushing down those dreams and those hopes because I was trying to keep things organized pay the mortgage keep rolling forward but I wasn't really answering to yeah my soul desires yeah, I think that comes up a lot on this show. I mean, obviously, you're aware that this is a motherhood podcast. So I think it's a common thread when you're talking to moms that, you know, usually it's in motherhood where we sort of lose our identity and we forget about, you know, what we wanted to do before kids. You know, it's like BC before children. <laughs> it's it's the new yeah. BC. And it's because you know, all of a sudden we have these little people that rely on us relentlessly. There's no days off. There's no, you know, sick days or vacation pay or any of that stuff. So all of a sudden we now have another full-time job on top of whatever it is that we're already doing. And it can be challenging and it can be exhausting. And of course it's worth it. And we love our children, but often like a lot of my coaching clients that I talk to now, obviously they're also moms, but that's their biggest hang up is as soon as they become a mom, they forget about the person that they were. They forget about the Sabrina. They forget about the Deirdre. They forget what Mm -hmm. their soul craves and wants. And I think it's just so powerful, you know, as women in society in 2019, you look around and it's all about being entrepreneurs and starting their own business and being like independent and, you know, really pushing against the societal norms. It's very unusual to see, you know, a woman in an apron standing behind the counter with no shoes on that whole like image of what the woman was before, it's unusual to see that now. But what I am seeing is a lot of struggle with moms, specifically moms and motherhood, and trying to find that balance of identity when it comes to, I'm more than just a mom. And I am also this and being able to like truly separate the two and identify as, as each, because you can be a mom and you can be an amazing mom and you can still be who your soul wants you to be. In fact, to be that is providing an incredible role model for your children because they see a powerful woman, they see a strong woman and they strive to be better for themselves as well. Yes. And I think you've done a really great job of showing that. Thank you. Well, it's, you know, and it's been like, you know, it's like trial and error and learning um, and, and just really kind of feeling out. I, I think, again, it's those outside forces. And when you're listening, so if you're, you're doing what makes your soul happy, or someone's not happy, right? And it's, I think, you know, you have to stop worrying about pleasing everyone. It's, it's going to be impossible and really play, play your life out the way you're visioning it and what makes you feel on fire and feel alive. And, um, absolutely for my daughter, every time I stepped outside and tried something new, um, when I, when I was teaching the one thing that did speak to me, the first time I I took on something outside of teaching full time, raising my daughter and coaching, um, was I, I jumped into 
Arbonne. So that was introduced to me and we've talked about that before in the past, but that was something that I thought, oh, this allows me to do something outside of, of my role as a teacher. And I'm out with um, other women and, and encouraging them to take care of themselves. It's allowing them to, you know, earn extra income. And it was just, it was a fit at the time and I'm still doing it, but it was the first time I had the courage to step out and try something new. And it sort of woke up. I think if I had to track back, that's sort of the beginning of when I started seeing, I can have a foot out the door towards what I, I really am meant to do with my life. And, and she was watching me. There was my daughter and I put on my, I come home from coaching, teaching, put on my Arbonne, outfit and I could see she was really proud of me and that's when I started to stepping into being an entrepreneur and and the idea of working for myself and being in charge of my day um so that was waking that up and then you know it took me again another dip before I really embraced you know, being fully in charge of my day is what I think has made me happy. And, you know, with that, we've talked about that also in our, in that day that we had our presentations, it's scary and we can stay Mm -hmm. in the norm and it's not scary. You just might not feel you're alive, but I feel I'd much rather take every day with some new ambitions and adventures than the same day, day in, day out with security. I wouldn't go back to live that way again. No. And I I think for most people, that's not what they want. You may hear somebody say, oh, I just like being told what to do and, you know, clocking in and clocking out and it's easy. But I think really, if you dig deep, that's nobody wants that. Sure, it's easier for some people, but nobody wants that. So I think it's super inspiring that you've taken those steps and you've taken the reins back in your own life. And it's incredible. So just yeah. to clarify for our listeners, you were mm-hmm. a phys ed teacher and yes. a sports coach, right? Because that's sort of mm-hmm. your jam is, is sports yes. and athletics. And it shows I'm going to be posting pictures of you on <laughs> social media and also on uh, the show notes for this. But um you know, obviously this is an audio show, so people can't see you, but can you share a little bit about your fitness journey? Because that was really what got people at the seminar Mm -hmm. too, was when you mentioned your age, their jaws dropped, like you had just, you know, said something like some sort of miracle was just exposed. So, um, I'd love to share that with the listeners as well. Okay. Um, yeah. So for, for myself, I had been, you know, involved in sports. I played competitively. I coached competitively. I'd always been in average and again, average to some, but maybe it's above average for other. And, um, really at that point. So I think I was turning 44. I'm 46. Now I was coming up to my 44th birthday. I was trying to decide what I was going to do for the rest of my life and make it the best of my life. And, um, I stepped away and taken a break from teaching and thought I really want to pursue my own path. And, um, you know, it's just been building since, but where I started, and I think this is something for all, all people, especially mothers is to start with your health, because for me to take on the next step, I had to really up my, my mental game, my physical game and everything. And where I jumped in was with fitness. And because I knew about fitness and how to take care of myself, 
that just kind of harnessed me. He said, pull back the reins. I loved it. It was like, exactly. I just pulled this in. And this is one thing that I can work on and elevate myself. So um, I empowered my myself by physically working out every day and setting up myself for a big goal. And a couple of things were booking a photo shoot. And um, that was followed by setting myself up also to do a fitness competition. And it was taking... A, something that I maybe had taken for granted and you know I went in and out of working out and always being somewhat in shape but I thought I've never pushed myself and I think I could say that for many areas of my life that we can always just get by and I was tired of feeling like that and and not really pushing to see what is the next level and for myself when I pushed to to overcome you know sort of the place I was at which was working through you know changing my career uh, uh, you know a lot of um, emotional things happening and working through them I thought I'm going to do this for myself so I wanted to land on my 44th birthday and hit that photo shoot just feeling that I was in my best shape and being in my best shape was head to toe. It was like from the inside out and it really did help me defunct what I was going on. And I felt my confidence come back and I really shook that, that state that I was in. That was a, probably one of the lowest places I'd felt in my life, just feeling you know, disconnected, lost, where am I going? What can I do? And it slowly but surely gave me the power and the courage in myself and my abilities again, and take them past being average or just okay. And yeah, the the photo shoot led to being published in a magazine. And I kept setting goals for myself, working slowly but surely at them. And it's almost surreal when each one slowly but surely keeps coming to realization and you just embrace it. And I think it's because I felt like I was in flow with my life and things just started opening up and embracing every moment, every opportunity that kept coming up and it continues to come up. Um, and I, the next, after I did the photo shoot, which scared, scared me to death to get ready for, but I was so glad I did it. And and I left there feeling um, like it was probably one of the best days in my life because it was just celebrating myself. And I think people, you know, sometimes wonder why people would do competitions or photo shoots. And, and you know, until you go through it, it's hard to know and everyone's going to have different reasons for doing it. But it really allowed me to, to feel good about myself because I, I set out to do something. I did it. Um, I met some terror barriers and I broke through them. And that gave me really the courage to just keep going and along the same time that's when I started writing in the books as well so I just kept saying yes to things that I think fit me and also set my eyes on the next thing that I wanted to accomplish and and the the along that journey the fitness competition was something I have also photo shoots and fitness competitions I always had said on the outside but didn't jump in and do them and when I set the date for that the same thing is taking it to that next level. And it's not a permanent state to be in that, you know, grind to work out and train and be, you know, pretty strict with, you know, how you're feeling your body, but it's an amazing journey and it really allows you to, to find what you're made of. And, and I love the process for all of them. Every photo shoot I've ever prepped for any competition, anything like that I think the, the value of doing it is the hard work and the willpower that you build. And that's where I look at as the transfer to be a boss mama is, um, 
when you put yourself, I'm at the top of the list. I'm going to finish these things, complete these things. That's how I'm going to treat my business. That's how I'm going to treat the people in my lives. And that's how I've really built up. I think my commitment and my integrity and things that I follow through with that maybe I wasn't having before I went through this. Yeah. Well, it's so, it's so powerful because when you think about it, like, obviously you've set some big goals for yourself and then you've accomplished them, but what are your thoughts on manifestation? Now, this is a big buzzword right now, but I'm just curious how you feel about it because it's something that I used to sort of like roll my eyes at and say, oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a little bit like, you know, woo woo or whatever you want to call it. But this past year, or I say past year, like it's only March now to like today, but, um, you know, talking about like the past 12, 15, 18 months, I feel like I've been manifesting things. And I'm not talking about, you know, a magic wand where you say, you know, mm-hmm. abracadabra, I want Ooh, this and yeah. then poof, it appears. But I really think it's, it's something to do with mindset. And I've done a ton of training and I've done, you know, I've been to so many seminars and worked with coaches and done all of the mind work. But what clicked for me, what really clicked for me was that it's not about, you know, all of this visualization, like I see myself here and this and that. And yes, absolutely. It helps, but it's just the tiniest little shift in your mindset from a negative space to a positive space. And as soon as you can really turn it truly to a positive space where you're not seeing everything is like, Oh, what could go wrong? And Oh, you know, and it's all about like the, the cup half full or half empty, all cliche, all old school ways of thinking, but like, that comes from somewhere. Right. So this whole like cup half full thinking, it really is what helps with that transition. Right. It's, it's where, when you turn your mind to a positive place, regardless of what your goals are, no matter how big or how small, that's how you stay focused. Right. That's how you stay in the line. That's how you stay where you're going is by that tiniest little shift in your thinking. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So what are, what are your thoughts on this whole like manifestation, you know, creating your future, all of this stuff? Like what, what, what's your stance on it? Uh, I I think it's huge. I think it's a a great thing that's happening. Um, there's, there's so much awareness and buzz around it. And if I go back to coming up to that 44th birthday, where I was, was working on my mindset. That's where it started. So whatever you need to do, what tools you're going to, um, gravitate to any courses you want to take reading, you want to do, I think it's very powerful. And the goal setting, it's, I'm a firm believer in that you, ha- you have to be able to see yourself. We, we say things, we dream about them, we wish for it, we say someday, but we're not putting any weight into it. And, and we're not buying into our own goals and our own dreams. And that's the difference is when you, you set the intention and you visualize it, whatever you need to, to do that works for you. So if it's writing it out, affirmations, vision boards, I think it's powerful. And everything that I could track were goals that I set, that I visualized. I envisioned the photo shoot, see yourself on the, the stage, see yourself writing the book, see yourself living that life. And, and I do think that we can pull in the things that we want in our lives as just as much, if I were to go back and track the negative 
parts of my life somehow when you own that we're, we're responsible for part of of wherever we are and we're responsible for changing it if we don't like it so i think it's it's um a huge shift when you can shift yourself from a place of wherever you are, if it's in your, your, your mindset to change that and see the positive that still exists around you and work from gratitude for myself. When I was training, it was gratitude that my body allowed me to be there and physically work through a workout and push myself. And by pushing my physical self, I was able to unstick my mental my mental state. And yeah, I'm a firm believer in the mindset, manifesting, visualizing, and, and really asking the universe for what you want. But this, the part that makes your goal stick is the action. So you said like the magic wand, I'm going to wish for it. Uh, I, where's the action and the persistent, consistent effort that you make and nobody's perfect. There's not again, a perfect trajectory, but that, your if your goal is fitness that it's a consistent effort and you allow yourself and forgive yourself the times where you you're sick you're tired all of those things but it's not a that's not the routine the routine is that you go and that you you take care of your body and if it's a business you take care of your business you know it's like keeping a your gentle foot on the the gas pedal all the time towards where you want to go and allow the you know the little bumps and the side turns but a hundred percent I believe um, that all the things that I can track and now I'm taking that with my clients and and trying to incorporate that for them as well it's like visualizing the, the person they want to be so fitness is a tool to help you realize I think your best yourself and and let go of things that you thought you were you're supposed to be and and just be who you who you want to be and it's not just a physical change but it's a, a psychological change for sure and a mental change when you you embrace that and you see it time and time again when people take on um, a transformation it's, it sounds cliche and guru, all those things, but they really do change from the inside. And you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in how they're speaking and how they're carrying themselves. And then they're getting the, that job that they were talking about and their life just starts moving a lot smoother. And I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and I love, there's something you said in there and I pulled it out. There's a quote that I absolutely love and it's one day or day one, you decide, Right. And it's so true. It's like how many of us have sat around going, one day I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to write a book. One day I'm going to get fit. One day I'm going to you know, be in a photo shoot. One day I'm going to start a blog or a podcast or a website or this or that. Like literally anything, everything, like this applies to any situation. One day I'm going to blank, 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 whatever that is for you, right? So what I want to encourage our listeners to do is stop saying one day and wake up and go, okay, today is day one. I'm going to start working towards whatever that one day goal is, because until you start, (laughs) you're never going to get there, right? If you keep saying one day, one day, one day, it's a procrastination tool that so many of us hide behind because it's uncomfortable to do what you got to do to get 
to that goal, right? If it's fitness, of course it's uncomfortable. If it's business, it's also uncomfortable. Even if it's something within your motherhood or your family life, or maybe it's, you know, one day I'm going to buy a house, one day I'm going to do this. Well, are you saving money? Are you doing the necessary steps Mm -hmm. to one day do that? Or are you just saying one day, one day, one day to hide behind the fear of doing whatever the do is? Right. So I think, I think that's a really interesting thing that you, you mentioned there because, you know, you took that one day goal and you turned it into whatever. And when people say, oh, I'm too old for that, or I'm too busy or I'm too something. And that's the other piece of it, right? We always have excuses. I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too busy. I'm too cranky, (laughs) whatever it is. Yes. For you to, to have a fitness goal to attain by your 44th birthday and to just wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a published fitness model. I'm going to have a rocking body in my forties. I'm going to take the reins back in my life and I'm going to do this. And then you did it, right? Yeah. And I thank you. It's possible. possible. And I love those words. Like what is possible? What else is possible? And I, I really did stick behind a lot of those excuses. Um, you know, I don't even know what they are anymore, but we, the, it's about being stronger than your excuses. I've really learned that. So we back it up with, you know, why you want to do this, what's going to keep you going, whatever it is, if it's starting the business. Um, I love what you said about the house, you know, like I, I have a dream to have a dream home and you know, what are we doing about it? So, you know, my daughter's looking up beautiful dream homes and I'm like, there's my motivation and my motivation to, to continue to work hard and continue to build and not to settle. And I think it with goals, when we get to a place, I think what you said about being uncomfortable, once we get comfortable to me, I feel like that's when we've lost that zest. So it's, if we're continuing to renew and it's not that we're not satisfied or so I've even heard, well, what, what else do you want? Or, you know, what else, you know, it's sort of like, what else? There's so much more. So I don't think, I don't think there's anything negative about striving for more. I would do another competition to better my results. And I will be just as afraid when I step up and do it again. So I, I like continually to cha- challenge myself and keep striving for more. And I think that we have that and not hide behind, oh, it's too late or, oh, I could have, or, you know, maybe that's just for other people and break away from those stories because, you know, there's maybe something in your heart that you're not, you're not breaking free and letting out and, so it's like really getting well, uncomfortable. Without even knowing you just, you just yeah. made a really good point there. Um, it, it's not even just hiding behind the fears and the excuses, but I think a lot of people, moms especially, I think we feel guilty. I think it's yes. the guilt of wanting more because we think it's mm-hmm. greedy. We think, oh, yes. well, I'm so grateful for what I have. How could I possibly ask for more? And there's a fine line. Of course, there's always Mm -hmm. a fine line between anything, right? There's, there's a line that you can easily cross to the other side where it's not always a safe place, but it's not greedy to want more for yourself. It's not greedy to want that dream home. That doesn't mean you're ungrateful for the home that Mm -hmm. you are living in, for the home that you've raised your child in, for the home that you've, you know, made a home. It's okay to Mm -hmm. want more. And that goes for business too. Like, I think so many of us stay small because yes, we you just are remind afraid. the playing small. Yeah. 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 We're so afraid of 
really stepping into our power because mm-hmm. we don't know what's on the other side. And we're, we're afraid of the guilt and we're afraid mm-hmm. of success in a lot of situations, right? We're afraid yes. of having more, doing more, wanting more. And we feel like it's going to be this tornado effect of, well, if I ask for more, maybe I'll get more. And then what will I do with more? And <laughs> then I think what? that's a yes. really common thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then what, what do I do? Like once mm-hmm. I move into my dream home, then what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know, and I think and, it's really and I do, for moms yeah. to know that, you know, gratitude. Yes, absolutely. Express gratitude for what you have. Be happy with what you have. Be grateful for what you have, but there's no shame in wanting more and striving for more. Mm-hmm. Right. And that can be for any, like, I just, I think you know, when I, when, when my daughter was younger and I'd leave to go to the gym or even if I'd leave to go and find me time, there's guilt. It's, um, I said, this is the one thing I think wasn't really explained, um, well is the level of guilt that can come with being a parent and a mother. And again, it's that role that we believe or we're supposed to have. And, um, when you're making time for yourself, that it's okay. It's okay to make time for yourself because if you're not making time for yourself, you know, where are you when you're in the space with your family or your partner? And I, I think, um, my daughter, she can see me sometimes I'm, I'm running around here and I've got too much energy and, you know, it's not all positive. So she's like, when you go into the gym and we need those outlets and we need to, to, um, honor ourselves to, to, to be the best we can be at everything we're trying to do. Because when we didn't um, come back to a bit, that balanced life, um, for myself, part of feeling dissatisfied is I just felt like I wasn't, where was me in all this? Like I'm working, I'm, I'm doing my job, I'm coaching, I'm taking care of my daughter, I'm running into these things, I'm trying to get out with friends once in a while, I try to go to Thursday night volleyball, but I all, I felt so spread out and so not really, it wasn't like I was really ever taking care of myself. So even the wanting more, it can be a career, it can be financial, it can be material. And I think for sometimes for wanting more, it can just be wanting to feel more at peace with who you are and really owning your own happiness and that outside of all the hats that we wear when it comes down to it I've, I've really learned to realize that ultimately eventually especially when your children are are you know gone out of the house it's you you're with yourself so I think it's good to to set goals for yourself that really put you in a place to be you know happy with within yourself and on your own two feet and whatever you need to to put around you to make that happen if it's a healthy body a healthy mind the job you love like really packaging yourself that's i think a great thing to strive for is more of more of what makes you happy to nurture the relationship with yourself, because at the end of the day, that's, that's who you're left with. Absolutely. I think that's so, so powerful and so important. And you and I had a private conversation like a couple weeks ago. And I remember you said something that stuck with me. It really resonated. You said that, you know, your daughter's your biggest cheerleader and that when you need something, she's in your corner, encouraging you to do that. Now your daughter is a teenager. So, you know, Obviously, when you have smaller children, that's not the case. Like my, my kids are exactly what I would call cheerleaders, unless you want to call it like right. screaming for attention, but cheerleading. Um, but, you know, it, it's important to know that 
that changes, right? They see you, they watch you. They're always, they're like little sponges. They're soaking it up. So if they know that mommy needs mommy time and this is what's important to mommy, they learn those tools early on in life so that when they are teenagers or adults, they know how to be your cheerleader, right? They know how to stand in your yes. corner and support you because like, that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what this life is all about, right? We have children ultimately so that, you know, we have partners in this life and, you know, when, when they're grown up and away from us, yes. like we want that support from them and we, they want to know that they have a strong support system as well. So I think that's everything for sure. And I yes. love that you said and, that. And yeah, she's, she's definitely been, and, and that's the thing, like, I think who, who's your audience and who you're listening to. So if it's, um, you know, I, ultimately the decisions I make are, are based on what I feel is best for myself in the big picture and, you know, decisions that our children make, we're not going to agree with them a hundred percent decisions we make. They're not going to agree with a hundred percent, but you know, we're working together. Like you said, it's a team. Um, but she's on board. She understands what, what the goals are for myself with building my business, uh, my fitness pursuit, all of these things. And, and in line, you know, we're still working towards her goals. So it's, you know, I think it's about, that's the balance we have. And there's, you know, relationships in your home. And I think when people, when you make your goals open and honest and they understand your why, they're going to support you and absolutely modeling those things like starting a business or, you know, starting on a new, um, you know, health regime, changing something in your life, trying a new career, they're going to benefit. And they, and like everything in life, they're going to take what they're seeing us do and they're going to use what they love for their best and and what they don't agree with. And you hope that they, same thing, they can choose for themselves at some point what's best for them. Mm -hmm. But she has, when I've changed my career and we're building and there's, there's definitely been pressure points and stress points, but she's there saying, what, if you stopped now, what would I learn? And, you know, I, I'm stepping out and I'm putting myself out there and, and, and she's the number one in my corner and she's, she's pushing me alongside, you know, just quietly over there, but she understands and is motivating me at the same time. And I, you know, that's, that's empowering for me. And then I love that. Um, I feel really confident that, that she's learning to be a strong young woman. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. Well, we're coming to the end of the show now. So if you had any advice for our listeners, as far as, you know, sticking with it, listening to those inner nudges, just, you know, getting rid of all the noise in your brain, all the chatter and just focusing on that, big goal, whatever that is, what would that one piece of advice be? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, to narrow it down, I think it's, um, build up your, um, like, I don't want to say your blinders, but it's your drive, your ambition. It's going to be you that takes you to that next level. Like you're going to bring people in, you're going to find coaches, you're going to find business partners, you're going to work with people, but ultimately, especially if you're going to take on, you know, an entrepreneurial hat, it's on you. So I think, um, it's really listening to yourself, blocking the outside, especially negativity and, uh, focus on sort of what's in you, your abilities and take, you know, again, one foot 
front of the other and keep working. So I, I have my hands up. So if you could see me, but I just think it's like tunnel vision <laughs> to what you want. It's like block, get yeah. those blockers up and go for it and, and deflect anything that's not, not working. And, you know, even if it hits you a little bit, don't let it stick. It's like block it, block it, block it and keep going and just really push yourself because, you know, it's, you're going to start it and you're the one that's going to see it finished. So I think it's well, I think, um, I think really what I'm taking that responsibility. Is, yeah. Yeah. I think what I'm hearing is responsibility. That's exactly what I was going to say. Responsibility. We are responsible not only for, you know, our lives and our bills and the stuff that like we're actually responsible for, but we're responsible for our thoughts. We're responsible for our decisions. We're responsible for our bodies our minds, our spirits, those are all things that people don't necessarily see as a responsibility, but we have that responsibility to ourselves to nurture those things to, like you said, don't allow negativity in because that's how you're responsible for what's going on in your head. If you allow for somebody to penetrate that and be negative and feed you those thoughts and bring you down and drain you of your energy. That's your decision. You can Mm -hmm. let that go. Right. So all of that. So responsibility, that's a huge one. Like having responsibility for your life entirely is what will help you stay focused on that goal. And I love that we're, we're finishing off with that because, um, I'm hosting a boss mama mastermind, uh, coming up. It was going to be April 1st. It's going to be six weeks. Once a week for six weeks, we're going to have mastermind calls. Um, There's going to be one-on-one coaching. There's going to be tons of resources and amazing conversations. And that's the genuine focus. It's about finding clarity in your chaos because motherhood is chaotic. Business is chaotic. And most of us, I think I read somewhere the other day, it was 67% of mothers are now staying home, but not to stay home to start their own business venture. 67%. That's a massive, Mm -hmm. massive number. So, you know, that is the way it's going now. We don't want to just sit around and cook meals and clean house and, you know, take care of this and that. We want to be independent and we want to step into our power and do something of value and create something and leave our legacy. We want to create a space in this massive world that we're living in that is memorable and powerful. And I think, you know, that's what I really want to help moms achieve. And that's the mastermind is just the first step in that. It's a very quick, very intensive program. Um, Like I said, it's only six weeks, but we're going to crush a ton of amazing stuff that's going to help with that. And I just think it's so important because so many moms, as we said at the beginning of the show, you know, they have these ideas, but they they just let them be that one day goal. Like, oh, one day, one day when my kids are older, one day when my kids start school, one day when, you know, I'm like retired and bored. <laughs> I have I yes. need a project. What will I do and, when the kids are gone? I might start living. Exactly. But one day yeah. needs to become day one right mm-hmm. now. Right now is the time, right? So that's what this is all about. It's like stepping in to your power because you are powerful. We are all so powerful. And I think that's an important message. Yeah. So thank you 
for joining us today. You are such an inspiration. I am going to vlog all of your stuff on the show notes for this. So um, don't, don't worry about small details, but like where can our listeners find you if they're desperately seeking guidance from Deirdre Slattery? Where can they find you? Instagram? Yes. Um, reach out to me in um, Instagram at the, the moment. I would say is, you know, the best. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be on there daily and, you know, share... Yeah you know, bits of the business and life that I'm creating and building. And um, I'm, I'm transitioning. I, I do personal training one-on-one and I do, um, and I'm starting to build towards more online. So I'll have my online programming is just coming out and definitely reach out to me through Instagram or Facebook. And I would love to connect with moms that are looking to, you know, level up and start finding, you know, that balance and putting some more health and fitness in their life. Even just, you know, asking questions about competitions, photo shoots, starting your own business. I I love, we've both shared, you know, an Arbonne experience. I, I love the connection from that as well. So those are ways to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from people. Well, thank you again for being here. And I'm so excited. This episode will air on Tuesday and our listeners will get a big dose of inspiration just in time for International Women's Day. So thank you for being here. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank Absolute you. Absolute pleasure. And to all the listeners, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to You've Got This Mom of the Podcast. You know the drill. Head on over. Give us a rating and a review. We appreciate every single one so, so much. And thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mom of the Podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram to get more information on the stories we share here, our community, our books, or the blog. Head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes there. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe to the tribe. Rate and review this podcast. That helps keep us alive and we deeply value every review. I would like to thank the production team and Megan Krumpetich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear. We hope you tune in next week. But in the meantime, please remember, you've got this, Mama.